You're listening to the latest preaching from Brixham Community Church. This is the fourth talk I'm giving in a short series on Christians in isolation. Today we're in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and we are looking at the last words of the Apostle Paul as we have them recorded for us in Scripture. Paul was in prison. He was lacking fellowship. Verse 11 says that only Luke was with him. Verse 10, Demas had forsaken him. Verse 14, Alexander had harmed him. And to make matters worse, in verse 20, Trophimus was in Miletus and sick. And he was daily in danger of death. Verse 17, he talks about him being delivered from the lion's mouth. And verse 6 makes it very clear he was about to die. So um, pretty desperate circumstances and in many ways comparable to the kind of situation that many people are finding themselves in today. Today I want to answer the question, what should our reaction and attitude be in similar circumstances? Six points for you very briefly this morning. Firstly, remember that God is always with you, whatever the circumstances. In verse 1, remember we're in 2 Timothy chapter 4, it might help you to have that passage open while you're listening to this. Verse 1, in the presence of God, I give you this charge. Paul reminds himself that he is in the presence of God, always. God is always with us. God has said very, very clearly, I will never leave you or forsake you. And therefore, I will not fear what man shall do to me. The Lord will never forsake us. Remember that God is with us, whatever the circumstances. Secondly, we've got to face the situation realistically. Paul doesn't seek to deny the reality of his impending death. He he doesn't confess it away. He doesn't say, this can't possibly happen to me. The fact is, the chances are he's going to die very soon. He's not sure when, but He knows he's going to die. We always should face situations realistically. Let's not be like the proverbial ostrich hiding our head in the sand and pretending it couldn't possibly happen to us. Even if we are God's children, bad things do happen to good people. Sorry about that, but that's just the way it is. Thirdly, he took whatever practical steps he could, and so should we to alleviate the immediate situation. I like what he says, um, verses 9 and then 11 to 12. He urges Timothy to come as quickly as possible and bring his cloak. Now, that's interesting. We're, We're told in the passage that winter is coming, so Paul wants his cloak. So he knows he's going to die, but he doesn't know how soon he's going to die, and so he, well, he wants to keep warm. So he asked for the cloak, practical steps. He didn't say, oh, the fire of the Holy Ghost will keep me warm. He, he, he asked for his, his overcoat, as we would say today. He wants to keep warm. All right. And then he asked for the scrolls and the parchments. I like to think that the scrolls would be something that he would uh, have read, possibly uh, copies of scriptures, and the parchments would be something for him to write on. 
So he would have been wanting to read the scriptures as he had them in those days. He wants to read the scrolls and he wants to write the parchments. So we could add to this little thought that he wanted to keep busy in his isolation. I think that's a very, very important lesson for everybody in a shutdown situation right now. Keep as busy as you can. Read the scrolls. And if you've got the gift of writing the parchment, so I guess it will be, type, as it is for me, typing on an iPad these days, well, that's the same equivalent. All right, you take whatever practical steps you can to alleviate the situation. Point number four, make what long-term provision you can for the future. Interestingly, in verses one to five, Paul is seeking to ensure that his work will continue through Timothy after his death. And he does that by giving him instructions. We'll come to those in just a moment. So, yes, we should be planning for the future. Now, it may not be the future after our death. That may be relevant for some of us. And as we get older, that's always an important thing to do. We should make a will. We should make sure that things are in order, our affairs are in order and so on. Uh, and uh, well, I made a will many years ago. Um, you don't have to wait till you're in your 80s to do that. Uh, so that's a useful thing to do, but it's not just what might happen after our death, but what's, what plans can we make as best we can for what's gonna happen after the coronavirus? You know, there is gonna be a future and we need to be making plans. Will they be similar to what they would have been had this never happened? Or would they be somewhat different now? Let's do what we can to make plans for the future as best we can with the knowledge that we have and, of course, with the guidance of God the Holy Spirit. So Paul is doing that. He knows he's going to die, so he's planning. He's trained Timothy already. Now he's telling Timothy what to do, reminding him of what he should do be doing. That's point number four then. And point number five, recognize the overall importance of the proclamation of the gospel. Now that comes out again in these first five verses where he instructs Timothy, preach the word and then do the work of an evangelist. Yes, the importance of preaching the gospel. Whatever the situation, the unsaved need to be saved. The lost need to be found. The gospel must be preached. That's our raison d'etre. That's what we're here for. We are here to proclaim the good news about Jesus. Whatever our situation is right now, what are we doing to proclaim the good news? And this is really highlighted in verse 17. Paul there is talking about when he was on trial uh, before Caesar. And uh, quite an interesting thing. He says, uh, everyone forsook him. He was left all on his own. But verse 17, the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it, and I was delivered from the lion's mouth. So what I find very interesting here 
is that the Lord stood at his side. That's great. So that brings us back to our first point. We remember that God is with us, whatever the circumstances. The Lord stood at his side and gave him strength. What for? So that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. And then he adds, and I was delivered from the lion's mouth. Well, now, do we mean literally a lion? Would he have been thrown to the lions? Probably not as a Roman citizen, but you could never tell. And certainly the lion, of course, could refer to the devil, the roaring lion, or it could be uh, a metaphor for Caesar himself. Who knows? But he's delivered from the lion's mouth, whatever Paul means by that. But will you notice where he puts it? It's almost an afterthought. He adds it on. The Lord stood by my side and I was able to preach the gospel. I think if I'd been writing it, I'd have said, the Lord stood by my side and he, he saved me from death. He delivered me from the lion's mouth. And so I was able to preach the gospel. No, he puts the proclamation of the gospel first. The Lord stood by my side and I was able to witness to them. I was able to tell them the truth while I was on trial. And God delivered me from the lion's mouth. Oh, the priority of preaching the gospel. May God give us a heart like that and all the more so in these present circumstances. And so we come to my final point, point number six. What should we be doing in these kind of situations. Let me recap the first five points and then point six is slightly longer than the others have been. So, one, remember that God is always with us, whatever the circumstances. Two, face the situation realistically. Three, take whatever practical steps you can to alleviate the immediate situation. Four, make what long-term for provision for the future that you can. Five, recognize the overall importance of the proclamation of the gospel. And six, finally now, concentrate on the certainty of your ultimate destiny. Paul reminds us indirectly in a way, but very, very clearly in this passage, that Jesus is coming. In verse 1, he talks about his appearing and his kingdom. Jesus is going to appear. Jesus is coming back. And he's coming to reign. His appearing and his kingdom. Whatever the situation is now, Jesus is coming and he's coming to reign. Secondly, I see that Jesus is coming to judge. He's going to judge everybody, the living and the dead. Well, you're either living or you're dead, so that's everybody, isn't it? The living and the dead. There's no other category. Jesus is coming to judge all. I'm glad about that. And he's coming to judge all righteously. Verse 8, he is the Lord, the righteous judge. Sometimes we get very, very frustrated and we wonder why God doesn't judge the terrible things that have been happening and people have been doing across the world and even in our own country and the standards which have slipped in our society. Oh God, won't you judge? 
And it's not for me to say that the present situation is a judgment, but then I wouldn't want to say that it isn't. God's in charge, God has allowed this, and ultimately the judge of all the earth will do right. There is to be a judgment. And because there is, Paul says in verse 14, I can leave Alexander, the metal worker, who did me a great deal of harm, I can leave him to God. See, he remembers that God has said, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. In fact, he quotes that at the end of Romans chapter 12, doesn't he? He knows that ultimate vengeance is the Lord's. Judgment is in the hands of God. And so, in this present situation, if there's someone who's harmed you, if there is someone who has offended you, if there's someone who has hurt you, I encourage you to forgive them. I encourage you to leave it with the Lord. The Lord will reward him according to his works, he says, concerning Alexander the metal worker who had done him great harm. So Jesus is coming. He is coming to reign. He's coming to judge. And oh, I love this one. And if you don't get anything else out of this little talk this morning, this verse must surely bless you. Verse 18, Paul is saying, Jesus is coming for me personally. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. Wow, how's that for a promise in the present situation? The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and he will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Jesus is coming for us personally. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm looking forward to it. Hallelujah. And finally, Jesus is coming with a crown of righteousness for all who love his appearing. Wow, a crown of righteousness because we love his appearing. So he's coming, he's coming to reign, he's coming to judge, he's coming for you and me personally, and he's coming with a crown of righteousness for all who love his appearing. Verse 8. And so I'm going to finish in verse 7. Perhaps Paul was able to do all the things we've been talking about in the face of death because he was able to look back at his past life with satisfaction. Well, and he says in verse 7, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. What an epitaph. Wouldn't you want someone to say that about you when it's your time to go to heaven? Wouldn't it be wonderful if I could say that? I fought a good fight. I've finished my course and I've kept the faith. Whether or, that, or not that will be true of me then will obviously depend on how I'm living now. Indeed, on what my reaction and attitude is in the circumstances which we're facing right now. God help us, all of us, to do these things. Let's just remind you again, Remember that God is always with you. Face your situation realistically. 
Take what practical steps you can. Make long-term provision for the future if you can. Recognise the overall importance of preaching the gospel and concentrate on the certainty of your ultimate destiny. That verse 18 again. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit brixham.church.